You have the ability to be at peace, even though it may seem difficult at times. But I assure you once you embark on your own journey, you will see how beautiful life is. That is a clip from this episode. My guest today has ALS and has lost the ability to speak because of the disease. Even though she cannot talk, she still has a voice, a powerful one with a heartwarming message to share. A lot of love went into this episode. As my guest doesn't have the ability to move, she is typing every letter with her eyes. I'm so grateful for her time and her effort. So please listen in as I chat with this special young lady. But first, let's bring in the intro. Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Christian. Welcome to I'm Dying to Tell You, inspiration shared by our mom who is dying from ALS. There's no cure for our mom or anyone else with ALS. But right now, she's on a mission to find and share stories of inspiration. Coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio, we're happy to introduce the one lady we've both loved since the first day we laid eyes on her. The queen of the queen city, our mom, your host, Lori. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori, your host of I'm Dying to Tell You. And thank you so much for chiming in. I am dying to tell you that in this episode, you are going to hear from a young woman who was handed a future she absolutely refused to accept. And then discovered the secret to rewriting her own destiny. You're going to hear five pillars of truth that she discovered, which led her to true happiness. She's the author of the book, Pursuit of Happiness from Heels to Wheels, which is her own life experience referred to as a bittersweet ride through losing everything to finding more than you ever bargained for. I'm so happy to introduce this proud New Yorker, my friend, my ALS sister. Welcome, Mayuri Saxena. It's such a blessing to have you here. Thanks, Lori. Okay, Mayuri, you inspire me so much. Your strength, your positive attitude, And most importantly, your giving heart. You are just always out to encourage others and give to others as well. And your book is one way that you're doing that. Thank you for not even hesitating (laughs) when I asked you to be a guest. I know it was challenging and time consuming. So please know how much I really appreciate you. You are a young 36 years old. Can you share some of the challenging experiences that you've had that motivated you to seek out and define a path to true happiness? 
Everyone faces their fair share of struggles in their lifetime. I had a tumultuous childhood like many others and set out to find myself the moment I turned 18 years old. I started following a path that I thought would bring me happiness. Getting married. Scoring a government job with a fancy job title. And schmoozing with other professionals to get ahead. But within two years everything came crashing down. The marriage I thought I would enjoy for 50 years dissolved within five years. Then a few months later the prestigious government job I had ended in a blink of an eye. And lastly by the end of that same year I had started falling, not knowing that it was the beginning of a life-altering event that has left me bedbound and dependent on a ventilator just four years later to today. You have experienced so many challenges more than some people will in a lifetime. From being divorced at a very young age, career troubles, being diagnosed with a fatal disease at the age of 32, to now being completely paralyzed and dependent on a ventilator. You have an incredible gift of knowledge and experiences and your willingness to encourage others to realize their potential for happiness is so incredible. So thank you again for being on here and being willing to share your heart. This is from the prologue in your book. I am finally finding peace. When I look in the mirror, I love the woman I have become. Even though I cannot move my legs and cannot go to the bathroom myself, I do not know what the future holds for me as death tries to grab my attention every now and then. And yet, I would not change my journey because I finally understand what it takes to be happy. Those are some powerful insights. Was there a particular moment in time where you realized all that? It was when I lost everything and was trying so desperately to collect all the broken pieces to recreate what I once had. But as I was mourning the loss of my marriage and career, I realized a huge weight had been lifted off me and I was not keen to return to my previous life. But it was not until I started to physically deteriorate and became unable to walk within a matter of months that I started to really appreciate my buddy. Every curve and wrinkle made me who I am and I started to celebrate me just the way I was. I love that awareness and acceptance have allowed you to be so free. And you mentioned loving your body. And I really appreciate that. You know, my body is changing because I am aging and because I have ALS. And no matter what, women, I feel like we always have that inner struggle about our body. So yeah, thank you for that. Through your journey, you have identified five pillars that have led you to achieve your pursuit of happiness, which is what your book is all about. So let's go through each of these and then share how you discovered them. On my pursuit of happiness, I identified five pillars that guided me to discover true happiness. 
It may be different from your path, but I discovered that having perseverance, being able to ask for help, giving back to society, taking deliberate action and having self-acceptance were all instrumental in discovering what truly made me happy. All of those are so good. To my listeners, I know that most of you will be reading her book because Mayuri is giving everyone who is catching this episode on the release day a free ebook of her book, Pursuit of Happiness. But if you're anxious to get them down in front of you again, number one, having perseverance. Two, asking for help. Three, giving back. Four, taking deliberate action. And five, having self-acceptance. And Mayuri, do you have an example that illustrates all five of those that you have learned? Anything that you can share? Let's take, for example, my photography project that will focus on beauty and disability. Even though I am quadriplegic living through a pandemic, I persevered and took deliberate action to bring all the pieces together to make this project come to life, despite living in a socially distanced world. I didn't hesitate to ask for help from my friends and family to help me get my costume together. And the purpose of this project is to give back by hopefully inspiring individuals with disabilities to know that they are beautiful too. And lastly, having the courage to know I can represent beauty despite having a feeding tube or being on a ventilator or having atrophied muscles. Girl, I will tell you, you have no problem representing beauty at all. You're such a beautiful soul and person. I can understand on a small scale, I have had a feeding tube for several years. And even that slight intervention is difficult. I love your attitude and your approach to life. And I am so excited to see what comes out of this photography project for you and how it's going to inspire everyone else. Just thank you in advance and thank you for being so brave. You're welcome. Before we dig into each of those five pillars, I wanted to ask you, what motivated you to write the book? It was for me initially to get my thoughts on paper. I never thought I would actually publish it, but the whole experience made me more confident that I could share what I had learned to help others. Well, I always think about the power of one and helping just one other person, and know that I have read your book, and you have helped me, you've inspired me, and trust me, you are a blessing to many. Okay, let's dive into the five pillars. Number one, perseverance. Pushing through something when it's really, really hard. What is an example of when you managed to do this. Perseverance is the bedrock of this journey because you will face many roadblocks in life and each time you will have to decide is this the day I give up or will I push through and persevere to create the life I want. Since writing Pursuit of Happiness, my strength to persevere has been tested in more ways than you can imagine. 
I try to grow mentally and spiritually despite first losing my ability to move, then breathe by myself, then eat, and eventually speak. But I have trained myself to push myself even when I can't see the rainbow some days. I love that you say that you have trained yourself because I know that staying in a positive mindset doesn't always come naturally, but I also think it is something that can be learned. Okay, let's take a look at asking for help. You wrote, there is no ego in the word happiness. I think that's great. And being able to ask and receive help is a very important step to finding peace. And I know that you were taught to be strong and independent. So how did you realize that accepting help and seeking help would be so freeing? I definitely grew up in a society that pushed you to be a strong and independent woman. While it is important to have those qualities, they serve you no good if you're too proud to ask for help. In reality, we cannot guide all ourselves and ALS has a way of reminding you that it truly just take a village. I'll tell you one of my most embarrassing moments that probably was the turning point of when I knew I needed help. This was before I requested home health aid service and I barely was getting by as I lost the ability to walk and was slowly losing upper body strength. At this point I was sleeping downstairs on the main floor where I had access to a wheelchair accessible bathroom, but would require 20 minutes to get from the bed to the toilet, which usually was never an issue until one day I went out with friends and ate something that upset my stomach. All of a sudden I had the urge to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night but couldn't even get off the bed on time. I had diarrhea and soiled my bed. I was so ashamed and upset at myself that I cried for days, until we hired my first home health aide who felt like an angel that lifted the stress I was carrying all those months prior. Mm. The next one is giving back. And specifically, giving back with the recipient in mind. And you say, not being aware of how you give back could potentially make this a selfish endeavor and could possibly undermine the feelings and wishes of the recipient. So can you explain that? And what do you recommend people do to truly feel the satisfaction of helping others? Giving back can be the most rewarding feeling you can experience, but you can create that experience without being of service to others. For instance, you might see an old lady trying to open a door, so you rush over and swing the door open thinking you're her superhero of the day, when in reality you might have startled the old woman and caused her to lose her balance as she was using the door for support. To avoid such a disaster, it is best to keep an open line of communication with the recipient. Perhaps in this case you could have asked if the old lady needed help and let her express how you could help her that would benefit her and give you innate satisfaction as well. I love that example, and I think a lot of people don't think of it that way, so that was really good. Okay, the next one is taking deliberate action. 
Tell me about a time that you missed out from not jumping in to the unknown. I feel blessed to have little regret in my life because I believe that taking deliberate action is your responsibility to accept if you want to live the life you want. That being said, there was one experience where I had the chance to snorkel with sea turtles off the coast of Barbados when I was able-bodied, but I was so scared of the water that I let that opportunity go. Fast forward a few years later while I was wheelchair-bound, I vowed not to let my fear of water stop me from participating in a surfing experience for individuals with disabilities hosted by a non-profit that was staffed by physical therapists, surfers, nurses and volunteers making dreams come true. I was so happy I didn't back out of that experience and have beautiful memories because of it. Okay, let's talk about self-acceptance. How can you get people to understand this before it's too late? I don't think it's ever too late to love yourself. But so many people live the rest of their lives not loving the man or woman they see in the mirror, which could be for a host of reasons. We all go through some type of trauma or challenge in our lives that set us back. It's a process to get to the point where you can truly say you love yourself. Some are lucky to have learned this early on in life, while others may never experience that type of self-acceptance. I think when you are able to take ownership of how you see yourself and ask for help, then you can at least start the process of self-repair and be on your path to happiness. Well, I know in my heart that so many are going to be on their way to happiness after listening to you. So thank you for sharing all of that. And I wanted to ask you, with all of the loss that you have experienced, how are you finding peace right now? Being grateful and maintaining a positive attitude is what keeps me in my happy place. I tell my family, I may not be able to do 100% of the things I used to do, but I enjoy 100% of the 40% of things I can do. It's a state of mind. The state of mind is so powerful, but that's a tough one, you know, for a lot of people. And I'm just so happy that you have that gift of being able to stay positive and strong and to persevere. And speaking of gifts, what are the greatest gifts that you have that keep you thriving? The greatest gifts are simply my family and friends, period. And of course, my puppy. And of course, your puppy. He's so cute. And I hope I'm going to have a photo of you and your puppy to put in the show notes. Okay, I want to jump back to something else you wrote in your book. You say, we tend to pursue less and follow more. We start following someone else's idea of happiness and lose sight of our own path. So with the power of social media and all the influences that we have access to, I think this is an easy trap to get caught up in. What was the turning point for you 
to focus on what you wanted. My turning point was when I had lost everything and I was not officially diagnosed with the disease, at which point I had a conversation with my therapist that changed everything. She asked how would an official diagnosis change the way I see myself or how I live my life. I was taken aback and realized I had been living in fear and put my life on hold waiting for a diagnosis. I was ready to start living again. And I'm so happy that you have. And before we start wrapping up, I want to go back and talk about your photo shoot. And you're doing it to inspire others with disabilities, to inspire women, to create acceptance. In addition to all that, I know you are creating a special photo to get the attention of legislators about something that is really needed right now in the ALS fight. And I'm talking about the one where you are going to be wrapped in chains. Can you tell me about that photo? I was inspired to take a photo of me wrapped in chains to represent the struggles that individuals with ALS face, feeling bound and trapped by the disease, which eventually takes away one's ability to live a normal life. With no definitive cure on the horizon, many people living with ALS are hoping to receive treatments to slow down or stop the progression of the disease. Unfortunately, bureaucratic red tape has slowed down access to many of these prospective treatments. In my photo shoot I depict that the only way to break free from the chains of the disease is to get bipartisan support to pass House Bills H.R. 7071 and H.R. 7269, which would expedite the process to get potentially life-saving treatments into the hands of those who need it. Well, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see all the photos and to share them. And I'll be able to put more of the photos in my show notes that can be found on Facebook at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. I know that you have so much more to share with us. But if you could just choose one thing, what are you dying to tell us? I'm dying to tell you that the pursuit of happiness leads straight back to you. You have the ability to be at peace, even though it may seem difficult at times. But I assure you, once you embark on your own journey, you will see how beautiful life is. Mayuri, that is beautiful advice. And I just cannot thank you enough for agreeing to come on, for being a very special guest and opening up your heart, sharing your book, sharing your life in hopes of inspiring others. And I have no doubt that you will do just that. And thank you again. And I hope to have you on at another time. And thank you again. Just wanted to thank you for this opportunity to chat. Oh my gosh, all my pleasure. Thanks. Take care. Well, I hope that you can all see the future of your own pursuit of happiness after hearing Mayuri's five discoveries that led her to true happiness. 
And just a reminder that Mayuri is giving away her ebook, Pursuit of Happiness from Heels to Wheels, through Amazon on release day. And if you miss that, you can still go to Amazon and get a hard copy of her book, an audiobook, or an ebook as well. Yeah, I hope you do check it out. It's really, really good. And she has some great stories in there. It's an easy, quick read, and it's obviously very, very inspiring. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear more, I release new episodes on the 2nd and the 4th Tuesday of each month. If you can think of someone who might like this episode, feel free to leave a review on whatever podcast app you listen to. When listeners are checking out podcasts for the first time, they really do look at those reviews to see if it is something they would like. Thank you to everyone who has already done that and helped build this podcast community. I really appreciate you. If you want to check out the show notes and get the link to Pursuit of Happiness, those can be found on my website and Facebook page, both at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and for letting me share Mayuri with you. Until next time, know you are loved and not alone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our mom. Make sure to visit her website at imdyingtotellyoupodcast.com where you'll find photos and show notes about this episode. If you liked the show, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Thank you.